0: Hi, this is Shodhrupa. Hi, this is Anisha here. Welcome to the Fashion and Prepes podcast.
1: In this podcast, we talk about fashion news and gossip as well as beauty and lifestyle. Hi, welcome back to our second episode of the podcast. If you've seen our last week's episode, we talked about the India Vogue cover and the Dior saddlebag. So, this week onwards, we've decided the format is going to be that the first half of the podcast, we'll talk about fashion-related news and the second half will be something lifestyle-related. So, Anisha, let's start. Okay, so this week's fashion-related
0: topic is something I think we have constantly talked about before. We have been chatting about it, WhatsApping about it, or we show each other photographs of this. The episode this week is going to talk about Copying in fashion. Now, if you have any idea on what's happening on Instagram or if you are in Instagram, I'm sure you know about the Instagram account called Diet Prada and the Indian version of the account called Diet Sabya. Now, these two are very clever Instagram accounts and they kind of chronicle and talk about all the copying that is going on in the fashion industry. So... They showcase two pictures side by side where they show you the original design and the copied design. And there have been lots of instances of this. So, Srotrupa, I know you were telling me about your most recent this copying situation that you have come across. Okay, tell me about it because I don't know about the strike thing that you mentioned. I'm not aware of that situation. Okay.
1: So uh, let me start with this. I think this was on the Indian diet uh, Sabya account. So that's basically the copy that you mentioned of uh, Diet Prada. So they had uh, mentioned this. So there is this, uh, I believe you said the UK designer called Tom Brown. So a lot of his clothes and his bags and he makes a lot of formal wear and things like that. A lot of it has these uh, two stripes running down. Um, the pants like sometimes he has it on the sleeves of the shirt also in some of his bags on his ties etc so now somehow these stripes are everywhere they're uh, they're on like formal pants and even on like I I think I was uh, looking at something on Zara the other day and they had these stripes running down the pants and it's everywhere so things like that is it really can you really call that I mean Obviously, it is inspired, but I'm sure he didn't come up with the idea of putting stripes on clothes. That's been around forever. So, things like that, do you really, can you say that they're a copy? Or is it at some point you have to allow these things? Okay, so wait. I'm sorry, but isn't like Adidas the same thing?
0: Adidas has stripes all over, right?
1: Yeah, but the thing with Adidas, I think they have three stripes and they have that trademark. So any, I think, athletic wear or sportswear, if you have three stripes uh, on, like, any sort of, uh, I think athletic wear specifically I might be wrong on that. But uh, they can basically, uh, like, call you out on it. Like, that's trademarked.
0: So that seems a bit unfair, right? Because then on that basis, then how can Adidas trademark, like, three stripes if, You can't use two stripes together or whatever number of stripes. That seems a bit too generic to be copied. Exactly, I mean, to be honest, it is copied. It's not that Zara is coming up with its own designers and sitting in the back somewhere and sitting and getting inspiration on fashion anywhere. Zara is just looking at what's happening in the runway and churning it out in three weeks. So, I mean, of course it is copied, but it's just that, I mean, what can be copied and what can't be copied, that, now that's what it
1: comes back to. But certain things, uh, some designers, they're very, like, for instance, the Red Souls, like, those you cannot copy. Like, absolutely. Those are, and uh, they've even sued a bunch of people who copied that and then there was this whole case where they fought saying that, can that be, uh, like, trademark? But it, uh, but he won that case. And so things literally make sense to trademark something as generic as a color on the sole of shoes. But ideally, since that is such an iconic thing, it I mean, they have done it. So technically it can be done. But apart from that, things like checks and stripes and a certain shade of color, can, it doesn't really make sense that uh, if one brand is known to use it, that no other brand can use it.
0: Now you mentioned checks and now I want to say, remember the Burberry checks? Yes, exactly. So, yeah. So, see, that is quite a trademark. I mean, that is kind of trademarked and you can't really use Burberry checks anywhere. Like, at least that pattern of checks, right? The brown, the tan and the red line or whatever. But
1: Okay. Sorry, go ahead. I want to mention something. So, I have this umbrella. Like, literally, when I went to a store, it had the exact checks. I picked it out thinking... I mean, not that it was the original, but thinking it looked very like similar and it was like, quite nice. So I, it reminded me of Burberry and that's the only reason I picked out this umbrella. But they are using it. I'm sure the brand is some local brand and they were not definitely not sued by Burberry, but inspired. Things like this are always... You, and you can't really say because it didn't have a logo or it didn't have any kind of text or design or anything that suggested uh, it was a Burberry copy, but... Generally, if you see a design, like, uh, as you mentioned, like, we will, you'll always know that it reminds you of a brand. But in that case, is that a blatant copy? Like, can you really say that it is a copy?
0: So, I, that depends on whether or not that pattern is trademarked, right? I mean, this is from my very, very no- limited knowledge of intellectual property law or whatever. I mean, there are, there is, like, fashion lawyers doing this, like, throughout the day. But... Basically, if that pattern is trademarked, yes, you cannot use that particular pattern in anything without paying Burberry for it or without having access to that license or whatever. So that I understand. Now, going back to the main point of like a Zara and other high street brands copying these, I mean, copying all the high fashion brands. So I actually... Saw this. I don't know if you remember, but there was this really popular Gucci uh, green jumpsuit. You know, it's like a utility suit with pockets, and then there was a huge Gucci belt, of course, and it was super popular some time back. And this was, I think it's about 4,000 pounds or something ridiculous like that. And I saw a very similar one on the Bershka website, which was in red. It's pretty much the same Gucci kind of jumpsuit it looks almost the same I actually put it up on our Instagram account which is fashion and frappes by the way in case you want to check it out so I mean at the end of it it's kind of like expected now right that all the high street brands will be copying the high fashion brands I mean nobody blinks an eyelid anymore when Zara and H&M and Bershka and all of these copy any of the high fashion brands I mean I don't know it doesn't even seem to be like a topic of conversation anymore. Yeah exactly
1: you can't walk through Zara without seeing those Chanel copies like the coordinate sets so they have the jacket and the skirts they have that in like I think every possible color and there's such a I have sorry yeah so do I <laughs> so you can't really even say anything it's been done so many times and they do it consistently like i think people at this point of time shop at zara only because they make these kind of knockoffs and sometimes i feel like they look even better than the chanel one maybe it's just <laughs> like me and my visual thinking because those are the ones i can afford but it's just being done so frequently and by so many brands i don't think it's even a possibility at this point to Uh, like, make it illegal or anything. I think, I don't know, a huge number of stores will just shut shop if that ever happens.
0: Yeah, I mean, even... The problem is, I mean, even if you make it illegal, how are you ever going to enforce it? I mean, at the end of it, Zara is going to fight a lawsuit and say that, oh, this is not what we uh did and this is i mean oh it's a little bit different like this and it's a little bit different like that and you know there are ways to get into it and this is just going to go on and on but okay so what really annoys me what the copying that actually annoys me is when zara did it with those like you know copying pins and exactly, uh, yeah. brushes that were made by some independent artist somewhere i don't know the details of the case are you
1: aware of the details yeah, they were all over. I think the independent artists like put side by side pictures, and then it came up that there were more than five hundred independent artists who had been creating like basically uh, patches and uh, pins, etc. And they they hadn't even bothered to modify these uh, designs even a little bit. It was a basic like a complete like lift from the uh, the original design, and they'd. Uh, added it to patches on their bags and jeans and shirts and things like that. So, what the main uh, topic of discussion became around this is Zara is a huge company. They employ probably thousands and thousands of designers who design their clothes. So, these people are obviously doing their research and finding these uh, designs somewhere, right? Online or in like Etsy and places like uh, like these... uh, uh, independent websites where they put up their work, they can afford to pay these artists to for the right to use their work legally. There is no need for these designers to rip these guys off. It's not. It's really not the same as uh, like trying to copy a Chanel things like that. These artisans are basically looking for work exactly like that. They lease out their designs all the time. So I this I think rubbed everybody the wrong way. And it, it 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 doesn't sound right at all. Like, if you're such a huge brand, you have you're selling so many clothes. Why wouldn't you bother to legally acquire the rights to use these uh, designs from these small, uh, basically design designers artists?
0: This is something that really pisses me off. I mean, to be honest, yeah, I can I know that Zara is copying Chanel, but I'm le- less concerned about. Zara, a multi-million dollar company, copying Chanel, a multi-billion dollar company, then like poor artists and stuff, people who sit at home and make their cute little pins and sell them on Etsy for a living, I mean, that is just really, really sad, I mean but then, I mean it's so frustrating because I mean, what can you do about it? I mean, you can go and support the artists on their Etsy pages instead of buying from Zara, but at the end of it you might not have access to their Etsy. You might not be able to order from them. You might not even be aware of so so many of these issues. I mean, you and I, I know we really look for fashion news to follow and we really look into things like this, but most people don't. I mean, who has the time for all of this? I mean, that's kind of sad. Yeah, but the series piss me
1: off so much, I stopped shopping at Zara for a while. It was really annoying. I was following this on Twitter. I was, like, looking through, like, the page that was set up. Uh, There was a website that was set up. And all of these, I think there were more than 50 to 60 of these uh, small, uh, basically, artists who were creating the designs who were on this. And there was a GoFundMe page for them because of the... Uh, lawsuit that they want—they were planning to file against Zara. I think there was a settlement. They did settle with these artists. They they paid them some money. But in in the end, I guess, I mean, they were happy with what they got, but I really don't see the point here. Like, if you found these designs, you've obviously gone to their websites, you've looked on Etsy, you you figured out where these designs are coming from. Why wouldn't you just hire them? I'm sure they're not as expensive as how much they're paying their own designers so who are obviously not doing their job. So might as well hire these people instead, right? At least they'll be original.
0: I mean, to be honest, when you said that these designers are obviously not doing their job, I actually disagree. Because I honestly think Zara's mandate to their designers seem to be, look at everything on the run- runway, look at something cute you find on the web and just copy it. I, I mean, what kind of quality controls do they have in place to make sure people are not plagiarizing designs? I really doubt they have anything in place. I mean, I, otherwise, are you telling me like a multi million dollar company like Zara can't find out if one of their designers has copied something from the web instead of uh, making her own design?
1: No, for sure. Like if you think about, like if, uh, sometimes I do that too. Uh, like if you, I suppose you went to Zara and you saw something cute that you liked, and I can't find it anymore. So if you do a web search of that, there'll be literally some seven other websites who carry the same exact thing. Like literally maybe a little different, maybe the sleeves won't be there or the skirt will be a different length, but it's the exact same thing. So it's not just Zara. Like I know we are basically targeting Zara because they are the most obvious uh, brand. It's like uh, very easy to see that it's been done for a long time. The multiple brands basically that are, Producing these cheap knockoffs over and over and over again, even Forever 21. Basically, they change their. I think within. The, I don't even know how often they change their clothes in the stores. I think it's in a month. Sometimes it's like if you see something and you go back after a month, it's not even there. So for for them to churn out this volume of clothing, I don't even know if it's possible to for everything to be original. At some point, they have to be like copying or plagiarizing. So I think that's the basic like brand motto. I don't even uh, think that they're, yeah, what you basically said, like they're directed to their designers probably is just make cute copies.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's why I think I'm less bothered about this whole thing about Zara copying like a Chanel, fine. I mean, at the end of it, when Gucci is making that jumpsuit, which is 4,000 pounds, it is not expecting everybody on the street to buy it. It is yeah. fully expecting that there will be copies of that jumpsuit in a few months, which Bershka has followed through on and it's there on their website now for anybody to go and buy. But I think the other other instance of copying which really annoyed me and something that I've disliked about the brand ever since is when Isabel Marant, it's a French brand, I think, you know, They have these like a bit like whimsy, boho type, like a bit cowboyish, those kind of clothes. And they copied, I think, I can't believe they had the guts to do this, but they copied some specific designs which were like of Mexican origin, like indigenous designs of particular Mexican communities. And then after that, she, and apparently then she, then Brand got sued because you cannot reproduce those designs, the Mexican and Native American designs, without a license from those communities. And then, apparently, the brand actually sued them back. I mean, that seemed like such an absurd situation to me. And I, it's just... I mean, I've never been interested in Isabel Maran as a brand. I have It's just something that has completely rubbed me the wrong way about the brand. And, I mean... I like buying. Sometimes I do like buying designer items, and I will save up my money and buy them. But I know I will never buy something that is Isabel Maran. What
1: happened
0: in the end? I'm going to find out a little bit more. But basically, they kind of copied like those particular patterns. You, when you see the patterns, you'll know what I mean. They are like a bit like Aztec kind of traditional Aztec patterns, like colorful. Okay. Uh, different kind of designs like the Z kind of design and then uh, of course she got sued or whatever and then tried to sue back or some nonsense like that so I mean that those instances of copying and copying from like small uh, independent artisans somewhere that's just I mean that's just bad I mean I would think that's even bad PR so I don't understand why brands are not, not more careful about it
1: sounds pretty serious and I don't understand how they would even be able to sue them back that kind of defies logic
0: yeah okay now I'm feeling a bit sad about this whole situation yeah. it's not this because... kind of a sad topic
1: yeah it's not even just restricted to I think fashion or clothing sometimes uh, I mean I think diet prada is calling out a lot of these uh, inspired fashion shoots as well so you see blatant copies, like literally, they've just changed all the models. But the concept and the look and everything, sometimes even the clothes that the uh, models are wearing are, will be the exact same. So the most recent one I saw was the Kylie Jenner and her boyfriend's shoot, which literally they put side by side. There was a different uh, older shoot uh, with the black and white photos. They were exactly the same. So things like this, I guess if you're paying homage or something, you should... Uh, I guess uh, mention the original, uh, like the original photographer, but I don't think they did that in that case. So basically yeah. it's happening in every single industry. I mean, yeah, I understand totally
0: that fashion trends get, you know, regurgitated and just moved along again and again, but I mean, pay give credit where it's due, give credit where you got your inspiration from. I mean, otherwise it's just, it's just too tacky
1: just horrible that's true I mean if we get started on our Indian designers I don't even know if we'll be able to finish uh, within an hour it's gonna take days literally everything I see on these uh, Bollywood uh, Uh, celebrities, everything seems to be a copy of some Western designer. It's just a really, really sad state of affairs. Everything, like, direct copies, and you know that they're not the originals because they're a a remade, like, a cheaper version of it. So, it's... So, I understand if people want to wear, uh, like, designer clothes, etc., but really, if you want it to look exactly as the original, Then at least attempt to save up or if you're a celebrity you should just be able to ask them to lend it to you right that's a possibility and if not just try to support indian designers what's wrong with that there's so many people doing great original work here why would you not want to support them
0: okay 100 percent. i mean yeah indian celebrities going and wearing copied designers from celebrity i mean designs outside is just i mean it's just stupid but Okay, I take exception to the fact that you said there are Indian celebrities wearing these or Indian designers copying Because you remember the whole Dior drama, right? <laughs> yes. The dress that Sonam Kapoor wore, which was from Dior. And it was, I think, their resort collection. So it's like their 2018 collection. The pattern was apparently uh, from a really like a very uh, small... Kind of like an NGO kind of company called People Tree, and they. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was on a kind of cover,
1: if I'm not wrong. Yeah,
0: right. Exactly. Yeah. L cover. Yeah. And, I mean, so I remember putting this up on my Facebook page, and everybody. And I was like, I mean, Sonam Kapoor is supposed to be this fashionista, right? I mean, so she was wearing this Dior dress, and Dior obviously copied the pattern from People Tree. And I was like, Why didn't she do something about it or how could she have not known? Now, a lot of people, of course, responded and said that there's no way for her to know. But my problem with that was if you see that design and if you see that Dior dress, everything about it is Indian. The pattern is a completely Indian pattern. I mean... I'm sorry, but I don't understand why. If I wear, if I see a Dior dress like that, I would be curious to know where it's coming from because the pattern is so Indian. So, I mean, I don't understand. I understand celebrities are wearing and doing fashion shoots every day, but if you're such a person who's so much interested in fashion, you you are like this proclaimed fashionista and you like talking about fashion and being involved in the fashion world, I mean, are you not curious where that pattern came from? What is the inspiration behind that dress? Or do you think I'm expecting too much from these celebrities?
1: Uh, Till a certain uh, point, I think it might be a little difficult for her to uh, authenticate each and everything that she's wearing. But definitely, if uh, I think what she was wearing was very clearly had Indian patterns on it. So even if she did ask them, I mean, do you think there's a way for her to verify? Like even if the brand tells her that oh, it's an Indian designer, we source this from somewhere. Like I don't see a like a logical way for her to actually verify if uh, it is correctly sourced or they've, whether they've paid the original artists or things like that. So I'm not sure, and I'm not. I really don't have much uh, like hope that she will even go to that length, but i mean a general normal person if uh, you want to be uh, you want to be smart about it you don't want to be called out and if you want to be like ethical about what you wear so even if you do approach brands how do you really verify if it is like if they've paid the original artist or if they've sourced it correctly or the design is not plagiarized Basically, I think the solution here is to just educate yourself. Like, really think hard about what you're wearing, who you're wearing, where is it coming from. But apart from that, is there really a way to verify
0: these things? Yeah, I agree. I mean, at the end of it, also, I mean, you have to give Sonam Kapoor the benefit of the doubt. I mean, if you are wearing Dior, you expect that it is of the best quality, right? I mean let's not forget at the end of it the blame is on Dior and it's not on Sonam Kapoor yeah yeah Yeah. okay and by the way I'm saying that wearing a Zara t-shirt right here so yeah that's interesting okay so
1: sorry Zara really is killing it with the copies I think I've seen like three different copies of Chanel bags and it's just so funny and it's it's so obvious, but I don't know why they keep doing it. And people keep buying it.
0: I mean, I'm I'm extremely obsessed with these fancy bags, okay? I, I mean, if you show me a bag, I will be able to name that bag. I will be able to tell you what the brand name is and the name of that bag. So anytime I go into these stores and I see the bags, I mean, I just can't do it. I just can't bring myself to buy one. I mean, the last bag I bought was... Um, this bag I bought in Shanti Niketan, in, uh, near Calcutta. It was like this, you know, handcrafted bag which I bought. I mean, I and that was like almost two years ago. I don't think I've bought a bag from the high street in the last three, four years now. It's just, I mean, once you go in and I'm like, okay, this is a copy of a Chanel. Oh my God, this is a copy of a Chloe. Oh my God, this is a copy of the Louis Vuitton. I mean, it's just all in my head and I can't do it
1: anymore. It's just sad. Anyway. It's sad, but in a way, for people who can't afford it, I think that is a good option. It's really, I, yeah, but these brands, as you said earlier, they really are even asking for it. Like, like, why are those brands so expensive? I guess, yes, they are an investment and things like that. But, yeah, in a way, they are asking for it. So, that's our topic for (laughs) sometime in the next coming month.
0: Let's not say next week because our next week, we have way too many topics to talk about. So, sometime in the coming months. But should we move on to our next topic, by the way? Our lifestyle and beauty-related topic. okay let me introduce this so basically what we wanted to talk about was something which was a little bit more relevant for us so our topic for the lifestyle beauty segment this time is about going to a gym do you go to a gym how important is it going to a gym do you feel the pressure of wanting to go to a gym or needing to go to a gym tell us about your gym routine If you have one, what you're doing, how you feel about it, and we'll take it from there. So,
1: So, yes, yes, and yes. yes to all of your questions. I do feel the pressure to go to the gym. I do go to a gym. And, yeah, I do feel I need to go to a gym. I feel like it makes me happier in a day. Like, the day that I go work out, I'm happier the next day also. So, definitely, I feel like it's a necessity that people should... At least carve out, even if it's 10 to 15 minutes, you should definitely like try to do something. Even if it's like just a walk or like even if you're walking around in your room, I think even that's enough. It really, really does make you feel better. Okay, so coming to my, uh, like what I do right now. So basically, I go to this, I've subscribed for this, uh, it's not a typical gym. It's called Cult Fitness. So they offer a lot of different classes. So they basically have boxing, they have Zumba. They used to have MMA, which is mixed martial arts, but they've stopped those classes for some reason. They also have something called Prowl, which is a mix of like aerobics and boxing and those kind of like fitness related and they also have some self-defense sort of stuff. They do yoga as well and I think I'm missing something here. And they have a strength and conditioning class. So what they recommend is a mix of all of these classes. So that's what I try to do. But I find myself most often going to the Zumba classes. That's also because I have some friends who also go to the Zumba classes. So it, it's kind of fun. Do it together. So my goal is to basically take uh, at least three classes a week. Like by a week, I mean Monday to Friday. I definitely try to um, make, make it to these classes Saturday and Sunday. So I do the Saturday, Saturday morning class and the Sunday morning class. And if I'm feeling, like, really stressed out and things like that, I try to do a couple of yoga classes in addition to these uh, classes. So, basically, I do Zumba and alternate days, I do uh, boxing. So, that's about my routine. What about you, Anisha? What do you? Your list is now just me. I mean, are you doing
0: anything else?
1: Are you doing anything else except going to the gym and doing Zumba and yoga? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's just an hour. It's an hour in a day. So
0: That's true, actually, when you say it like that. Okay, so I kind of had a semi-decent gym routine, especially before I was going for... I went for a four-day trek to Peru, which was amazing, but I was really tense about that. So before that, I was going to gym very, uh, like, super dedicated, but... I think, of course, my biggest problem is incentive. I mean, I luckily do not actually have to go to the gym to lose weight, gain weight, none of those. So the only reason I need to go just to strength, just for strength training, because I don't have any stamina, I don't have any strength. And that is literally why I was was going before the trek. And after the trek has been over, it's been over for quite some time. I came back in June. In the beginning of June, I have not gone back to the gym. I'm finding it very difficult to be motivated. For sometime sometime in the beginning, I had some problem with my knee, So now I'm doing physiotherapy for that. And now my knee is fine and I can go to the gym. But I have just not been doing that. I don't know what to do about it. But what I actually wanted to ask you is that do you feel the pressure to go to the gym, to lose weight, gain weight, you know? for a particular reason because everybody seems to be going to the gym to lose weight
1: yeah i'm definitely going to the gym to lose weight and initially i i, I mean maybe not so much now i don't think like if you think you need to lose weight it's around like 80 percent of it will be your diet so you can basically lose weight even if you are not going to the gym every day that's not really a necessity for you if you're really trying to lose weight but again uh, to keep the weight off you really need to work it's really something that needs to happen. And I definitely started 100% uh, going to the gym because I wanted to lose weight. It's, it's, I, it's something that uh, I started and then it kind of progressed into just like a feel-good thing. It makes me really happy to work out. So that's what it's come to now. So I don't really see any change or anything. Like I don't feel like I'm losing weight because I'm working out. I feel like it's making me stronger, it, uh, it like clears my head and it's, it's, it's good. Like I really enjoy boxing now. It takes out a lot of, uh, like at the end of a work day, if I'm like pissed at someone, I just take it all out in the class and it, it's really great. So I would recommend that to anybody. But apart from that, if you're looking to lose weight, I think uh, the proper way to go is to get uh, like a proper diet plan. As well as working
0: out. Oh. I mean, I think this whole situation where you're going to the gym because you enjoy it, that is like the optimum situation. That is what you need to get to. And I guess it'll be different things that will take you there. It's either you're wanting to lose weight or, you know, trying to train for a trek or something. So I need to get to that situation, basically. I need to get to that position. Okay, so, I mean, the other thing is that okay, so I don't know about Bangalore although I'm sure it's pretty bad but gyms in London are insanely expensive tell like when it. I tell you insanely expensive, I mean I know gyms where each class is about 25-30 pounds yeah. one class I think
1: it's pretty much the same, same here. sorry? I think it's pretty much the same here it, it's like it's, it's I think for a yearly subscription, I paid somewhere close to twenty k. So
0: that sounds crazy to me. But I mean, but I personally don't think that you need to go to the gym to have an optimum fitness routine or to do anything. I mean, if you, I guess my point is, if you have the will, you'll have the way. If there's a will, there's a way. But it's just that if you are somebody who's not got that incentive and that motivation, I think a gym helps.
1: Definitely. I think the hardest part is just getting there. Like, you know, making yourself just go to the class. I never regret my time once I'm there. But it's always just like making myself go is the, like, it's the hardest part. And also, I think uh, if you find something that's fun, that should be easy. Uh, what were When you were working out, what were the kind of things that you were doing, Anisha?
0: So I used to do this class body pump. I don't know if you've done it. It basically with the barbell and you do exercises with the barbell.
1: Okay, no. I don't so really I really
0: enjoyed this. Yeah, I mean you do squats and you do lunges and you do your arm, arms and shoulders, everything. So it's like a complete workout with the bar with barbell. It's like about 45 minutes or an hour that's a great class the other classes i used to do are spinning or pilates i love doing pilates i mean i would recommend pilates to anybody so i mean those were some things i really did enjoy so i'm going to try and go back to it definitely yeah i did
1: some pilates class like a couple of years ago but i yeah it was really fun but i mean is it similar to yoga i mean do you think if you're doing yoga would it be kind of unnecessary to also do pilates i find at least the classes that i went to seemed a little similar so since now i do a few yoga classes i don't think maybe pilates is necessary but but i hear it's really really good for you
0: so i would really recommend pilates i mean i've done yoga as well but i mean Yoga, I think, concentrates a little bit more on the breathing and a little bit more on the spirituality of it, which I'll be really honest, I'm not very interested in. So, I thought, so Pilates was a great option for me. And this other thing is this really weird situation that happened when I went to my physiotherapist for my knee is that she basically told me, I think I've told you this, that I have, I, I am some, I have something called hypermobility. Where basically your joints are really extremely flexible. It sounds like an absurd situation. (laughs) But I realized that I can do all of those Pilates and yoga poses. Not because I'm good at it. But it's because my joints are like that. Now the problem with that is your muscles need to support your joints. Which mine don't. Because my muscles are not as strong as my joints are. There is some weird situation like that. So basically... After learning all of this, my physiotherapist has told me that I should do Pilates and not do yoga. So, I am going to be continuing doing Pilates and hopefully go through that.
1: Yeah, there's knee me. I mean, a common problem with a lot of people I right hear Even in my yoga classes, and they always tell us to be careful about your knees and if you have some knee issues, you fold your mat like a little, like uh, in that, you fold it once more and then you s- basically put your knees on it. So, yeah, it seems like if you are doing any sort of exercise classes, specifically yoga, I think you should just generally be careful about your needs.
0: And make sure I mean, it, it shouldn't be uncomfortable, that's what they say. Yeah. Okay, the, okay, so there are lots of these fitness pads around, okay? There are lots of these crazy classes. So what are the classes you've seen and what is the class that you were interested in going to? Have you seen any of these weird ones or is it only a London thing, I wonder?
1: What do you mean by weird ones? I think the hot yoga thing was pretty weird. I didn't understand the concept of it. Like, basically, why are you working out in an oven? Like, what is happening? I mean, if you're working out, you're going to be sweating anyway. And if you're not sweating, then what are you even doing with your life? So... I think
0: it sounds a bit shady. And it sounds really
1: gross, to be honest. Like, a lot of these yoga classes, right? A lot of people don't take their own yoga mats. So, they give you these yoga mats in these classes. So, imagine trying to use these yoga mats after a class of hot yoga. Like, what even? Okay. I don't even want to think about it. So, it's grossing me out as I'm talking about it. So, yeah, that seemed really strange. Apart from that, I don't know if I've heard of any other funny classes.
0: Okay, so, it doesn't judge me, but I, had a, I, I, was, I got a free hot yoga class, so I went for it.
1: Did you take your own mat, is my question. I don't think so. Anyway.
0: So, it was a three-hour class. And I'm telling you seriously, after those three hours, I came back home. I think I was sick for three days after that. I'm not kidding. So, I am not a believer in hot yoga at all. It
1: seemed absurd. This is probably the math, Anisha. I'm
0: sorry to say this. The... Funny classes that I was telling you. About. Okay, so there are these lots of fancy classes in London. You have that, you know, the boot camp classes, Barry's Boot Camp. Yeah. And then you have this Corps and all of these fancy classes.
1: Hold up one second. Is this Barry's Boot Camp the same thing that's there in the US? Is it the same Barry's Boot Camp? Yes. Okay. So fun fact. This Bally's boot camp is actually super famous because I think Kim Kardashian used to go to the guy. So they started showing this, uh, like his basically gym or his uh, workout sessions on the show. And then it Uh it kind of. Okay,
0: Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Because I I think all of these yoga, I mean, all of these fancy fitness studios, you need like celebrities to make it big, is basically what they've all realized. So they kind of try and rope in all these celebrities to do them. And because I think celebrities are the only people who can afford them because they're bloody expensive. They're like 30 pounds a class. I'm sorry, but who who can pay that much to sweat? I don't understand this. And
1: I don't even, I mean, it seems uh, it's slightly hypocritical me saying it because I go to these classes every single day. But if I think it's more, there are so many YouTube tutorials like literally i'm sure that even if you don't have a laptop you can watch it on your phone and you can literally follow along and they will i mean i think they range from 10 minutes to two hours you can do it for as long as i think there are even these fitness videos uh, when i was when i was first trying to look for yoga ones i saw a couple of uh, ones that shilpa shetty had done and they were two and a half hours long basically her entire dvd is on youtube so you can follow along So, I'm sure there are tons and tons of these classes that you can even, like, just watch on YouTube and follow along. There is no need to go to a class.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think it's only, I think it only helps with motivation and things like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have a friend who goes to these classes to meet people. So, if that's something you're looking to. So, does she or he actually end up meeting people? But I I guess that's an interesting way. But she might. There are... A lot of cute people in these classes. That's also something that's very strange to me. See, you, like, I don't see so many, like, unfit people at these classes. I, I would say in some classes, I'm the most unfit person there. It's kind of sad. But they're extremely fit people at these classes. So, if you... I mean, these people are so fit. And they continue to work out every single day. So, that should tell you, like, you know... It's really not for losing weight. It's basically just to, uh, like increase like your strength and like just maintain your fitness
0: so okay i agree but what i've also seen now around around me everywhere is this crazy obsession with fitness like i mean it's not it's not enough that you work out 20 minutes a day you walk for an hour every day I mean people seem to be wanting to achieve some crazy level of fitness like like, Olympic swimmer level of fitness I mean I I don't know I just think it's a bit excessive I mean after some time it feels like you just I mean you're just doing it because you're in that whole crazy high of exercise and you know I mean it just seems a bit much to me sometimes or am I just saying that because I'm sitting on my couch
1: and doing nothing. (laughs) So, I mean, there's no harm in it, I guess. But yeah, I think this whole Insta fitness kind of thing, like the bunch of people making these before-after videos and things like that. I don't even know how many of those are real and how many of those are photoshopped. It seems, uh, some of them seem slightly suspect, to be honest. But I think it's it's, first of all, it's great that this is happening. I'm all for it. And also feel like our the general population, I think, we were just so like into this whole junk food kind of thing. The obesity is like a real issue in certain countries. And so I think from there to here, I, it was asked for, like it was definitely called for. I think we needed this whole wannabe fitness model sort of uh, mm. phase that we're going through yeah i mean but i i would also
0: like to like have kind of a balance because like i went for a barricore class or i, I mean all these you know uh, really fancy studio classes and I mean, you don't want that situation where everybody feels that there is, like, a kind of pressure to go for these really fancy, expensive classes. And one thing I'll tell you, like, these classes are so well thought of. I mean, they are literally aiming for an Instagram generation. You have to see these classes, like, super white walls, neon signs, and, like, super minimalist. And, you know, the whole deal, like, the millennial pink. It's just so crazy. How do
1: you
0: even take pictures while you're working out? They make us leave our phones outside. I don't know. There are people there clicking pictures. There are like, I mean, it seems to be more like, I mean, for Instagram than for anything else. And I find it quite straight sometimes. I mean, yeah. I find it quite straight sometimes.
1: Yeah. Basically, that's true for everything in life these days. Everything is for Instagram. Like, if you didn't put a picture on Instagram, did you even do it? exactly
0: they even go for barricord.
1: See, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but some of these classes are hardcore like i literally come back home drenched in sweat and i was actually surprised when you mentioned that yoga uh is like spiritual because here it's like you know maybe the first five seconds he will be like breathe in breathe out let's do an own thing and then that's it after that he's just like out to like kill us like, literally, by the end of the class, I'm thinking, like, do you really have something against me personally while you torturing me? It's... That's strange, actually. So,
0: I think that's also because, I mean, I have friends who are extremely seriously into yoga. So, this friend of mine, she talks about yoga in a, like, I mean, she talks about how there are people who are just interested in the physical aspects of it. But yoga is more than physical. It is about your mental well-being it is about your spiritual well-being and i mean she really studies it seriously so of course there are two schools of thought for it and all of that i mean you can take as much as you want and you can reject as much as you want which is great but yeah but i definitely think of yoga as much more spiritual than any other kind of exercise obviously Yeah,
1: coming.
0: Yeah. okay now i'm gonna be going to the gym and I'm going to make some kind of effort to go back to the gym I think I need to sign up for a marathon or do something crazy like that which has to be my only incentive to go back to the gym otherwise I'm just not getting off this couch
1: I think one of my biggest motivations to keep working out is because I just don't want to think about what I'm eating I just want to eat what I want to eat and I in order to do that I think I need to keep working out basically to stay at the weight that I want to be at Because you can't be doing both. I kind of enjoy my biryani on the weekends and things like that. And I can't deal with like a strict diet and working for more than like 8 to 10 hours every day. I think it's not possible to maybe be that strict with my diet. So working out definitely helps me kind of keep that in check. Just be a little more uh, lenient with what I'm eating. But I'm definitely also trying to eat uh, cleaner. But it's just slightly difficult because most of my meals are at work. So, yeah.
0: I think we need to do something about food as well. Maybe yeah. how to eat well. I have
1: we sure to post those. on the blog about like healthy lunches that you can easy lunches that you can do uh, and take it to work.
0: Uh, that was a post it was really useful. Yeah, I'm gonna put a link on that. Yeah, all the links are gonna be there below. So I was actually going to say that I'm one of those horrible people who actually do not gain weight eating, which actually is a really bad thing because then you, because everything is just so geared towards just weight. You don't realize anything else that's happening to your body as well. I mean, you might have like high cholesterol, you might have other stuff that's going wrong and you're like, oh, that's great. Who cares? But yeah, you have to be careful about eating always what if you're eating rubbish, basically. Yeah. For sure yeah so we've given a lot of advice without following in your
1: face. so
0: should we now stop
1: yeah i think we should definitely stop and i would really be interested in uh, hearing what everybody does like uh, whether you kind of keep your food in check or whether you work out more how your workout schedule is do you work out every day or is it three to four times what time is good for you I mean, I'm up for advice from anybody and everybody, so leave it all below. And what I want to know about is which instead of a high street brand copying pissed you off the most? That is the gossip I'm interested in. Can I I answer that? Can I answer that? Okay. I got pissed when Forever 21 copied Zara. Like why? (laughs) Like why is that even needed? I don't understand. There is really no need to copy Zara. But, yeah, that happened. Okay. I'm sure that happened. Okay, I have one more. Can I put that in? Do you remember this one specific time where I went to uh, visit you in Vidisha, I think, in Bombay, and we went to this small local boutique and we went inside and we really liked a nice white dress, I think it was. And I asked the guy how much it was and he said some absurd price and I was like, why is it so expensive? It doesn't look like the material seems really cheap. What? He's like, no, it's the first Zara copy. It's the first copy. <laughs> like, what are you even talking about? Like even the Zara one probably be cheaper than what you're saying. But the way he said first Zara <laughs> copy seemed like he was very confused about what Zara was. So that was funny.
0: Yeah, and I also remember this, I think there was there is some website I found somewhere. I mean, which was like renting out Zara dresses. And I was like, These are not even going to last two washes. Yeah. I don't understand how this works. Okay, don't talk about this now. This is something we need to talk about in detail later. It's just going on talking and it's not going to happen now. Come on. For our next topics, keep something. We've already talked for so long. Okay, okay. That's it. That's it. Okay. Okay.
1: So thank you for tuning in and we'll see you in the next episode so anisha tell us uh, where can they contact us if they want to reach out
0: okay firstly you have to go and check out our last episode which is going to be there just below this episode somewhere in case you're watching the video or the first episode in the podcast list and then you need to go and check out our website which is www fashion and frappes.com. that's f-r-a-p-p-e-s frappes.com we are on instagram as fashion and frappes we are on twitter as fashion frappes we are everywhere just type in fashion frappes in some form and you will find us all the links are going to be included anyway if you're too lazy to even type it in and you just want to click no excuses.
1: <laughs> Great. I think you covered everything. I'd just like to add one thing. If you're interested, we have a store where we sell one-of-a-kind sarees. It's called Saree by Fashion and Frappes. Uh, you can also find that uh, on our website, which, as Anisha mentioned, is uh, fashionfrappes.com. That link will also be below. So go ahead and check that out. The sarees are super beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for
0: watching. Thank you for listening.